What's up, everyone? Welcome to the oh, Husband and Wife going. Talk Podcast. This My name it. is Corey. <laughs> My name is Alex. And today we have a very special guest that we've been trying to get on the show for a long time. Uh, he's actually my next door neighbor at my office. I met him and immediately fell in love. Aww. He is a photographer who <laughs> shot the likes of Billie Eilish, Maggie Rogers, Lizzo, Lord Huron, my personal favorite, and a bunch of other artists. Shervin Linez, welcome to the show. Yay! Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hi. Dude, it's I'm so happy that you're here. Yeah. We've I've um, the first time you like walked into the office, or I feel like that I met you. You just had this huge smile on your face, and I was like this. This guy is special, and I and I really have like enjoyed getting to know you over the last year. Wow! And um, I'm really happy that you're here, and I'm glad that we get to spend some time together. What so an welcome. intro! Yeah, that, <laughs> did that live that up was, to your expectations? That was the intro. It of wasn't my the dream. poem that you requested. <laughs> that was better. That Sweet. Was better. Um, I also didn't offer you a drink. Would you like something? I'm furious, and yes, I would. Okay, no, I'm cool. kidding. All right, <laughs> we'll get you one afterwards. It's fine. Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, photographer. There's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff we want to dive into. But first, we'll just get right into it. Wednesday wisdom. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I've been dealing with. I wouldn't say a ton of negative self-talk, but you know when you're under the gun and you're under pressure and you're doing something that you feel like, oh, this is a little scary, the kind of negative Nancys and the creepers start to go into your brain. And so I've been trying to, when that happens, um, take, kind of take a step back almost like outside of my body and try to look at those negative thoughts objectively and be like, okay, what is the fear? What is the worst case scenario? What really could go all that wrong? What's the risk? Mm-hmm. And usually, after I kind of, you know, have that little moment of panic, I can kind of talk myself um, down. Doesn't mean I just still don't have nerves. But Wednesday wisdom would be to try to objectively look at what you're panicking or worried about or having anxiety over, whether it's home or work or whatever. Um, get outside of it and uh, and try to try to process it as if you were helping someone else process their yeah. their uh, negative emotions. Because everyone else is great at giving other people advice. Oh, totally. You know? Um, but sometimes it's hard to hear it from yourself. But I think that if you can do that exercise on your own, mm-hmm. then you don't need to let everyone externally know that you're worried about something if you want to like keep it to yourself. It's true. Because sometimes it's nice to be a duck on the water, you know? Yeah. Legs are going super quick. But So yeah, that's my Wednesday wisdom and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I'm sticking to I'm it. I'm sticking to it. I like it. Good one. Would you like to go next, our guest? Yes, I okay. will go. So I, I say a thing that I find wisdom in um i think i think for me what's helped me a lot is not being afraid to fail and because it's it's inevitable it's going to happen and i've in my life learned a lot more from failures than i have from Mm -hmm. successes i think most people have yeah yeah it's so true and i think a lot of artists or creative people that are on a path of trying to make it their their life and their job i think they try to avoid or they're resistant to the feeling of failure and I found that like walking straight into it and facing it and feeling it has helped me um, a lot in my life. Just just feeling all of the things I'm afraid to feel when I when I think I'm going to fail at something and then uh, learning about myself as a result. So um, it can be on a really micro level, you know, yeah. as a, like a, a shoot went wrong or something went bad or it can be just like a life thing. But, yeah. But in both ways, I try and walk into it. I love that. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's great. I feel like 
mine kind of goes with both of yours. Um, it's listening to the stories that you tell yourself because typically those stories that you tell yourself of like, I'm not good enough for X, Y, Z, or I haven't done enough to do X, Y, Z, or this person is better than me, or yeah. I'm not worthy of whatever it may be. Endless stories. That typically feeds your ego and no good can come from that. And I also believe that whatever you tell yourself kind of then plays into your life. If you're telling yourself, you know, I'm not good at this, yeah. whatever it may be, that energy is going to feed into like, I'll take maybe, I'll take dance, for example, since I'm a dancer. Like, I'm not good at this like certain jump. Every time I do that jump, I have that negative energy and my body's going into it like, whoa, 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 I can't do this. And I, th I think that you can apply that to every story that you tell yourself. Yeah. And if you can spin it to telling yourself more positive things, your body and your life will respond in more positive ways. Well, thank you for the Wednesday wisdom. Oh. That was great. <laughs> Lo loved what you said. Loved what you said. So, so really quickly. Segway. Uh, Sherbin works like two doors down. Uh, I know he's a photographer. One night we were in here working and uh, he comes over and he was looking for Sharpies. And he like knocks on the door. We had Laura Dern the dog in here and Laura Dern, um, like ran out the door as Shervin was like, you know, waiting for me to hand him these Sharpies. And so he's like, come on over. So he comes and he introduces us to these two women, very sweet. One girl's name Regina. And I'm like shaking her hand on neck and know he's in the middle of a shoot. I know he shoots these famous people. And I'm like, I think that's Regina Spector. Turns out it was Regina Spector. Um, so I, you shoot a ton of, a ton of huge bands and artists. And like, I guess my question would be like, have you always known that you wanted to just do this? Or did you fall into it? Like, how did you, how did you get started with yeah, yeah, I'm from uh, I'm from DC, and mm. um, I started. I wanted to work in music there. Um, after college, I I got like a degree in media studies, and oh wow, I sort of had no aspirations to do photography. But I I'm a huge music fan, and I've always wanted to work in the field. But I I'm not a musician myself, so I was trying to figure out what I'm gonna do and how I'm gonna contribute. And I, you know, I used to sell merch for bands. I used to help bands load in. I would whatever I could do to like be around musicians is is all I cared about. And so I had a friend uh, in a band in DC who said, oh, well, we need some photos for like a, a show we're doing. And I was selling merch for them at the time. And I and she's like, could you, if I give you a camera, could you just take some? And my, without, a second went by, I said no. Cause I was like, I can't, I don't know how to take pictures of a band, you know? And she was like, come on, it's easy. Just, just like a point and shoot camera, just do it. And I, I was so resistant to it. And she, she sort of was just like, can you just do this and shut up? And, you know? <laughs> and so uh, I did it and they were pretty bad. And, but, <laughs> but, but she used them on, on they, they made a flyer out of them. And, um, you know, with the text and everything. And it was the first time that I had, I realized that I could contribute something yeah. non-musical yeah. to a band. <clears throat> and it they use it to promote their show. And then I, I sort of got this idea in my head that, oh, I can get better at this. I, mm -hmm. I can figure out how to do this. So I spent maybe a year and a half teaching myself how to take pictures of people because um, I'd never taken a class. And so I, I just took pictures of all the musicians in DC that would let me. It's a pretty small community, but they let me. You know, I would just do it for free. And I... I spent about a year and a half doing that and then I, I got better at it 
And then that same friend, my friend Laura, was like, you should leave D.C. You should you should go somewhere else. You should go to a bigger city because I'd yeah. shot the 20 bands that were in D.C. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, I should. And I had no real other job prospect at the time. So um, right, uh, right that next summer, I just moved to New York. Um, I bought a camera. I moved here. And then I started shooting bands here. Yeah. Now, did you start doing live events and then like... No, I, I skipped over all of that. I Really luckily, I, I never had to shoot like weddings or like restaurants or concerts or anything that was... I couldn't control. You oh, know? so when that first band in DC said, "Take, can you take pictures? It wasn't of a live... No, it was like a promo shot. Oh, wow. It was like what I do oh, now. Wow. It was yeah, like a yeah, band yeah. shot. And that's so why it's it was... literally all you've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Oh my it, God. It's why wow. it was so uh, intimidating for me because the idea of composing a band photo was so yeah uh just seemed so so difficult so yeah i did that and then um yeah i moved here and then i spent maybe a year in new york shooting everyone that would let me shoot i would just cold email every band on myspace or whatever and just be <laughs> like hi like yeah. can i you yeah, know yeah when did you move to new york 2010 okay. so 10 years ago yeah wow, wow. yeah yeah, and Damn, then, you're a real New Yorker now. Yeah, oh man, I know. In all the worst ways, too. I'm like impatient, I walk too fast. Yeah. I'm like, I get mad at tourists. Same. I'm used to mice. Yeah. <laughs> so so you start, you ju you've just always been doing compositional like studio you, shoots with yeah. bands. And you or, taught yourself Photoshop yeah. and yeah. lighting and all that you taught yourself. Yeah, studio lights and... Uh, <clears throat> Photoshop stuff. I just, wow. I very slowly figured yeah. it out, you know, just trial and error. And uh, this is before YouTube tutorials, I yeah. think. So I was just doing yeah. it. Old school. Yeah, I was just, I was obsessed with it. You know, when yeah. you are obsessed with something, you it didn't feel like work. I just, mm -hmm. I wanted to learn how to, to compose a, a photo of a band. And the ultimate dream was to shoot the cover of an album. Um, but by the time I had, yeah, I hadn't done that when I moved here. So it mm. was just, I was just trying to take band photos. And it's a, it's truly an art form because yeah. like there I would say what would you say the ratio of album artwork covers versus photo covers would be now probably it's probably mostly graphic design okay and it's probably sixty forty maybe okay. forty a photo yeah uh yeah, sixty graphic I think it used to be way more photos yeah uh, you know back in yeah. Back in the day. So kind of going back to when you moved to New York after you'd like kind of shot all these bands in DC, were you, did you move here? I mean, obviously you said you were messaging people. Were they, when did you kind of start to like make, you know, make money off of this? I mean, were you doing it for free? Did you have side hustles? Because a lot of what we talk about on the podcast is like this entrepreneurial spirit. Were yeah. you? Yeah. So what happened was I, I had a, um, I had a job in DC um, at a ticketing company, like a local that sold tickets for DC events, uh, a full-time job after college. It was just my job. And so I, I did that while I shot these bands. And so I saved up maybe like six or seven grand. And at the, you know, when you're in your early twenties, that's like a million a of, dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mom, I'm rich. Like, I'm, I'm moving to New York with all the that's money. That's exactly I made. how much I moved to New York. Really? With, like six grand I had saved and up. And at the time you're like, I'm set. I'm Ballin. fine. Yeah. We had, yeah. We had more than You this. had more than that. Yeah. I did not have more than uh, that. Okay. It's, it's, yeah. I feel like just when you're young, you have no sense of no, yeah, what no concept. money is. Yeah. And so yeah, I saved up money. I moved here, um, sold my car. Yeah. And moved here and just, um. And I did not make money at it. In fact, I, I shot everyone I could for free for Damn. maybe seven, eight months. 
and then that my the money ran out and then um i started getting paid work but it was like i would get like 70 bucks to like shoot you know it was just whatever i could i had roommates and i was just so excited to be living here and doing it that the struggle of it yeah seemed Mm -hmm. irrelevant you know yeah yeah it didn't seem that life didn't seem that hard Yeah, yeah i mean that's that's a trip what uh what would you say was kind of the turning point or breaking point where you were like, okay, I can do this as a career now? And like, yeah, was it a certain I, artist? Or? Yeah, I would like to know when, so you were cold emailing people. When did people start cold emailing you? So, you know, it ties back to uh, your story about Regina is that she's um, a really pivotal artist in my life. Get out um, of here. Yeah, Regina is the first major label artist that I'd shot and I think one of the first album covers that I shot that like went like around the world. And so um, maybe eight, nine months after I moved here, I um, I got a, a call from her manager that was like, hi, wow, um, Regina's husband uh, likes your work. He's a musician as well. And so uh, she hates doing photo shoots, uh, and we're, we're told that you're easy to work with. So could you just come to this That's like amazing. place and do this? And, um, I mean, this is someone I had loved and seen in concert and stuff. So that, that was the first time that I shot somebody, um, and it went, it was like their main artist photo and it was like their album cover and their press shot. It was the first time I had done something that, um, everyone sort of seemed to see iconic yeah just something that became associated with that artist right and i think after that came out just a few months after um i started to get uh asked to to, yeah you know because now a label knew me and publicist knew me and a manager knew me and you know she has a whole team around her so it was really it changed my life in a lot of ways because she um she sort of let me uh, into her life in a in her into her musical life where yeah. if she played Letterman like she let me go to Letterman with her and take pictures of it if she played Conan I went to Conan That's with incredible. her it was like my first it was my first experience being sort of like let into this uh touring musician's life um I went on tour with her for a little bit just able to shoot sort of anything I wanted and then those photos got attention because um wow. you know they they would be places you know that's amazing. how far how long after or before shooting regina had she done the um the intro song for orange is the new black i had already been shooting her for years that was yeah what was the mm, album that you shot um i've done her i've done all of them except for her first one really yeah so i've been shooting that's her, crazy i've been amazing. shooting her for like 10 years I think. yeah so you guys are you guys are more than business yeah, you guys I mean, are friends. She, I, she, I, I love her very much, and she's been incredibly good to me, yeah. and so kind, and so she's she's my favorite. That's you know, awesome. She's like my one of my favorite people, and so generous with her life and her time. That's and, so cool. Yeah, and so the Orange Is New Black was I think 2013. So we had we had already been shooting, and that was super exciting too because it was like another pop culture moment where like I got to go to the premiere of that and like oh my meet goodness. That. you know it was That's like so cool. she yeah. just sort of let me into everything and yeah. it really helped helped someone like me who up until then my portfolio was literally just DC bands and then a couple of singer songwriters here and she was the first. She was the first person I shot that everybody knew. Yeah, uh, that, I think that's what it is. Right. I think yeah. it was like the first person that everyone had heard her name or something. Yeah. And so 
it was just like, oh, he's the guy that did the, that photo. It's so wow. weird because my first introduction to her was Samson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which like to this day is still one of my favorite songs. Beautiful song. She's just such an, I feel like once in a generational talent. Yeah. So that's so cool that you got to work with her. And so through that, you got, you obviously were started working with more and more people. Um, as you were, oh, Can go I, ahead. Sorry, yeah, I yeah. just wanted to ask a question. So eight to nine months, you said was the timeline of when you moved here mm-hmm. and when Regina's husband reached out. Yeah. That's fucking incredible. That's pretty crazy. That's man. very, very rare. And yeah. so I just wanted to highlight that for a moment. <laughs> but you know, it was it was eight to nine months of of a really strong hustle. Yeah, it I was, imagine. It was like I I would shoot every single day. And I would try and shoot people that I thought would use my photos. Yeah. I think for a photographer, the the main value the main goal is to have your photo used as the thing, whether yeah. it's just a, a press photo or the front of a single or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I, I was, I was pretty determined in like, I'm going to shoot your tour poster. Like, wow. yeah. you know, like even if it wasn't a person that was just touring to Jersey or whatever, like yeah. I was so, I, I had a, I had a, a, I was really confident when I was young and I was, I had, a, I had a kind of a chip in my shoulder and I think you have to sort of blindly, Believe in yourself. Yes. I, I'm much more um, hesitant now. I'm, you know, I, I, it's like the older you get, the <laughs> yeah. more you're like, oh, yeah. oh, oh God, know, what am I, I doing? You know, but I just kind of moved here sort of, I was, I had a fearless thing about me that I didn't, um, it just didn't occur to me that I wouldn't do well. Yeah. You know? I wow. totally agree yeah. and resonate with that because for two different reasons. One, I saw Corey do it when he started Hallelujah. Yeah. That just like dove in and like, I don't care. I'm making this. I don't care how much yeah. I get from it. I don't care how much it like gets me. I just need to get things on my reel and like this is what I yeah. need. And I like womp womp moment. I kind of saw it in myself when I first moved to the city. Um, and this is maybe not the best example, but I auditioned for a dance company and I made it to the second to last cut. Mm-hmm. So there were six cuts and I made it to the fifth. And... I was really proud of myself because even just to get that far as a dancer is great because they go from hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah. of people down to like I was in the room with maybe like 50 people. Mm. Um, and then the next year I audition again and I got cut the round before I did the last time. <laughs> and then the third year I auditioned, oh, I got man. cut a year before or around before. <laughs> yeah. And to me that was like that first year I was just like young and like, I yeah. don't care. Like I'm just going for this. And then I mean, like for me, like my ego and so many other things got in the way. Um, but I think it's amazing that you were just so determined yeah. and was like, this is what I'm doing. And it really shows that your like grit and tenacity and your grind yeah. like really really paid yeah, off for there's you there's something really amazing about the energy of having nothing to live up to you know yeah. you're just yeah. like a person that yeah is trying to get inside of the room you know it's yeah. like there's a there's a party happening and i and i'm not <laughs> invited to it yeah and i just want to get in the building i want to i want to yeah. just be close to the thing and part of that is just sort of thinking you deserve to be there yeah. Even if you don't, you know, like I remember Dude, there's so much value in that sentence. Yeah. It, oh, it's man. helped me a lot. And I, I remember thinking like, <clears throat> I remember doing some shoots 
early on thinking like I'm not qualified to do this shoot. Like, mm -hmm. I'm really not. Like I shouldn't. I think we all have. Yeah, been like your imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like totally. I, I am. This is big. This is big for my britches, you know. And but I think just having and a lot of people cower from that and then they they quit or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think being able to rise to that and be like, oh no no no, okay, I'm gonna just do it. I'm gonna figure it out. I, I've had really wild moments where it's like a camera thing will happen or a light thing that I just don't know. I don't yeah. understand it. It's like a thing that hasn't happened before. Right. And you just, you can either like freak out or you just go, okay, I'm going to keep my composure and make it seem like I know exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, dude, there's value Ducks in that. I, yeah. Dude, it's so funny. Like I have once like experience like that where I was working on a, I was working on a commercial for like a gigantic computer company. Mm -hmm. Like I won't name names. And uh, I was like, I got brought in as a, like a swing, which kind of is just someone that does everything like lights and whatever. Yeah. And like, we get to set on like the second to last day of filming and we have this huge day ahead of us. And the first AC forgot the lenses. And he's like, dude, I have to go tell the producers I forgot the lenses. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, hold on. No, you don't. <laughs> tell them that like, so for cinema cameras, there's this little adapter piece mm -hmm. that goes between the lens and the, and the camera. And I'm like, just tell them that the Metabones is broken. Cause no one knows what a fucking Metabones is. <laughs> I'm like, just tell them the Metabones is broken. We don't have to tell them we forgot the lenses. Just say, hey, this thing's broken. We'll run to the camera store, go back to the hotel, pick up the lenses, no time lost. <laughs> it wasn't like a too big for my britches moment, but it was one of those where like, I had nothing to lose. And I, I also was like, if I play my cards right, everyone here will want to bring me back yeah. for this bigger project. Well, you also have, I don't, this this might embarrass you. You might not want to say this, but you have, and you, you can cut this out if you want, but you have been on set where someone has asked him like, hey, can you do this? And you've thought to yourself, I don't fucking know what that is. Same. And you've turned to someone and said, yo, I have to do X, Y, Z, and I have no idea what it is. And they have oh, appreciated yeah. you more yeah, for that. That one. gets you a lot farther. And yeah. yeah, it gets you just admitting sometimes in this Sometimes. Like sometimes, sometimes, just saying like, yo, I need help, I'm a human and. Yeah, I think there's value. There's always a value in like saying you don't know something sometimes. Uh, now, I think even though we're in the same medium, I'm not, you're probably more of a solo mm -hmm. act. So if something does go wrong, I'd imagine, you know, yeah. you're the only one to blame. How do yeah. you get over those moments? Um, you hire really competent photo assistants <laughs> and, and I would say no joke acro across the board every single person that has assisted for me undoubtedly knows more than I yeah. do and I can turn to them and go what does this mean what is going on why is this mm -hmm. camera giving me an error yeah you know and and so I think it's like the second I was in a position to like ask people to help me and to pay them for it I would ask people that I knew were better than me. Yeah. yeah. Just people that knew more and who had gone to school for this. And yeah. And yeah, I've never been afraid to, I'm, I'm, I've never been the type to be afraid to ask for directions. You know, people that are like yeah. too prideful or I'm not, I'm, I'm quick to say, Hey, I'm confused. Yeah. I think it's, it's helped me. It's, it's a vulnerable thing to say, but I think it endears people. And yeah. Totally. And I think a part of being a photographer is letting people know, like I'm, I'm like you and yeah. I, I'm, I don't know more. I'm not better than you. I don't know more than you. It's totally. not, it's not, um, 
just because I have done stuff that you admire doesn't mean that I know more things than you. Right. I'm, you know. No, that makes a lot of, that makes, that makes a ton of sense. And, and I, it also just resonates like just, it, this is, we're all working together here. Yeah. Like, you know, um, I do want to talk a little bit about some of the people that you've shot. Yeah. Um, you just did recently, I saw because of the, the Grammys, you mm -hmm. were, you were hanging out with Billie Eilish yeah. and Lizzo and all of those. Do people, do your friends ever like, freak out about that kind of thing? Do you freak out about that kind of thing? Like what, walk me through what it's like to be at the Grammys with Billie Eilish and Lizzo, cause I'm sure that's what people wanna know. Yeah, I mean, you know what's so crazy is I've I've been lucky enough to go to the Grammys maybe three or four, maybe four times, this is my fourth year. And the first time I went was with a amazing artist named Sarah Bareilles, who's a really talented piano player. Oh, I know Sarah Bareilles. Hopefully everyone knows who Sarah Bareilles is. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, know. She's yeah. But she's but she took me, she was nominated one year and I and I um she was singing and I went and just to go into an empty Staples Center the arena and to you know to watch all these people rehearse and you just have you have like Paul McCartney and all these people are just there hanging out and Sarah's performance was with Carol King. So crazy. And so I remember this is maybe 7 years ago. I remember walking in and just looking around and being like, feeling like an eight-year-old because it's just like <laughs> you are. It's like I have watched this thing on TV my whole life, right? Yeah. Oh, that must have been a trip. in the room, and there's all this production stuff around that you don't see on. You know, it's just there's yeah. gear everywhere, and it's a it's a mess. You know, oh yeah. And there's thirty cameras flying around on cranes, and I remember looking around thinking it will never feel cooler than this. I'll never feel more like I'm backstage somewhere than this moment. Totally. Where you're just like the afternoon of the Grammys and they're rehearsing and whatever, Katy Perry is like sound checking and you're just like in an empty room. And I, and then every year since then, I've become more and more grumpy about, <laughs> about it because now it's just, it's a TV taping. So it's long, yeah. there's no food. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like the, it's funny how quickly humans get used to stuff. Like, totally. Yeah. Now it's like, I don't know. It's like the first time I went to an Ellen taping or whatever. I was like, oh my God. And then now I'm just like, okay, so the catering is bad at James Corden. You know, it's like, the, the catering is bad. You know, it's like, it's, it's, I, I catch myself getting so, um, like impatient with yeah. stuff now. But the, but I will always remember the feeling of, of like texting my mom and being, and like being like, you know, I'm at the Grammy, I'm at the rehearsals for the Grammys. And, and it was, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I, I I think trying to explain to people is always so weird because yeah. it is such a specific experience to totally. be at a television taping. Yeah. And that's what the Grammys are, you know, and it's the and the sound in the room is mixed for TV and not for yep. the room. And there's so all <laughs> these technical things you realize like there's a producer yelling over the speakers for people to sit down, like yelling at Beyonce, like sit down, like we're gonna come back because it's a live show. Yeah, oh <laughs> and so God. it's like it's a very surreal um, thing because it's not glamorous at all. <laughs> and I, uh, my my favorite anecdote is that um, what I learned from going to the Grammys is every red carpet you see is a lie because they so the artists are there, they run the whole show during the afternoon, and so all the artists are there in their normal clothes, and then everyone goes backstage at like three, changes, goes to the lobby, all in a, in a group, like in high school. So you have like all these celebrities just in a group, and then they all, their limos line up, they all get in their assigned limos, they circle the block, and then, oh they, and then they arrive. Are you for real? That's yeah, crazy. they arrive to the Grammys, right? Oh but they've been gosh. there all day. Oh, that's so funny. And what so, a fun little insight. Yeah, and I remember like coming back home to DC and just, and like, 
telling my parents like, oh my God, like everything's a lie. Guess what? <laughs> and just, We've it's, been living a yeah, lie. It's, it's like, news. It's, yeah, it's, it's like Jay-Z news. was there all day. Like he did not, wow. he, pulled, he circled the block. Yeah, so I think stuff like that is really fun because just we all watch television not understanding the yeah. thing and I was one of those people and now I feel like I understand a little bit yeah. of it and it's fun to just to tell people like the you know just even watching a musician rehearse for t TV is fascinating because you see how focused they are and you see how you know so to answer your question it's like yeah you know being around Lizzo and being around these people is so awesome but I I'm so aware of the work it takes oh, and how yeah. tired they are and how, how much yeah. energy it takes to, to and the day they've had before the thing yeah. we see in the press and all the interviews. And it's like, I'm so aware of that, that now I'm just like trying to do the my thing as quick as possible so yeah. that they can like move on to their next yeah. thing. It's, it's not yeah. as much of a party as I think people think it is. Well, it also shows like a really great emotional intelligence on your part to be like, hey, I realize the day that you're having yeah. and yeah. I'm here to to be in service of that. Like, yeah. I'm trying to make you look great Like, I, and I appreciate your time. Yeah. Have you had any like meaningful conversations with anyone that you've shot that like really kind of struck you in a way that you weren't expecting? Or like, has anyone, was there anyone that kind of just really caught you off guard emotionally or, or intellectually? Yeah, I think like the common through line of, of all of the successful musicians, at least, the ones that are um, busy and working is that they, all of them I found have the, feel the same pressure and feel like they haven't gotten there yet. And mm. it's something that I've really um, applied to my own life because um, I have been able to talk to people who I consider to be very successful, who have the same fears and sort of state of mind that I have of I haven't gotten to the thing yet. And so-and-so is racing past me. And I'm when, when is my turn? When's my mm -hmm. time? And I think what's helped me is realizing like, oh, it, that never ends, right? Like that voice in your head that's telling you to chase a thing is never gone. And even people that have achieved what we perceive to be some status, they, they are still like that race is with yourself. That that voice yeah. is your own head. And there's no finish line. There's no getting to, a, okay, now I'm successful. Now I can do nothing. It's there's... And, I, and it, every artist has that, that I've encountered, of just a sense of not being complacent and just, I'm still on my way. Even if they are yeah. 60 years old and have done everything, it's like, I think that exists in most creative people. And I think that um, younger people don't always realize that everyone That's, thinks yes. that. I, I definitely <laughs> resonate with that. Like when I think about, um, my own life because like i was in a band i was in a i was a touring musician for a long time yeah. and never made it big never and that's how i got into video was because mm -hmm. of because of music but like the idea that the best song the best thing that you've ever made you haven't done yet is like i think totally very it's a very powerful way to think about life and creativity because you're only as good as like your next thing but also you you're constantly growing and evolving um one of the best examples I saw of that was uh, I just watched the Taylor Swift documentary. Yeah, have you seen, seen it? it? No, it was good. Uh, it, yeah, I really. I, I mean, I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I have I mixed really emotions about Taylor Swift as a but, person. But you, she talks about. But what that. I was gonna say was like the opening shot. Spoiler alert! Turn it off if you're not if you're gonna watch it. Um, it's when she is talking to her manager and she's just like, "You didn't get nominated for album of the year." You didn't get nominated for. She didn't get nominated for. I mean, she didn't get nominated for anything. For reputation. Wow. Yeah, and she just goes, you know what? 
I just need to write a better record. Wow. And I was like, yeah. that's actually like a really great response because yeah. I do feel, and I have worked with people who kind of feel like entitled to certain things. And just because you, just because you were good last year doesn't mean you're going to be good yeah. this year. Yeah. And like, that's what I think separates people who are very, very successful or successful from the people that are like, you know, just trying to get noticed, I yeah. guess is like a good way to, to do it. It's like, you know, if your intention is to get noticed, you're going to make mediocre work. If yeah. your intention is to make good work, you're going to get noticed. Yeah. And it's yeah. equalizing to realize that everybody feels the same. You yeah. Know, on some yeah. level, everyone feels like they haven't done the thing yet. And you, yeah. And it's like, there's a nice, it evens the playing field of um, my fears are the same as yours. Right. Even if I hold you on a, you know, I put you on a pedestal, it, it's the same. We're both trying to get to a place of fulfillment and creative sort of prosperity for ourselves. You Absolutely. Know? So I'm curious as to, so moved to New York in 2010. Yeah. Eight, nine months later, Regina comes knocking. Yeah. <laughs> you just, Corey list, listed some of the many contemporary yeah. artists that you're f photographing now. Like when, let's, like, can you talk about the progression of that? Yeah. And when did you feel like, oh shit. I know you, you just spent a long time saying like, you've never made it like right, the best right. thing, but when did you really feel like, oh damn, this is my career? And like, yeah, I've I've made it, quote unquote. Well, you know, I think the, I think something that <clears throat> artists rarely talk about is the financial aspect of oh yeah their life, right? Yeah. And I think a big marker for me was like, um, I had spent so many years just having enough money exactly to to like pay rent and do my life, right? Yeah. And then I think, you know, maybe two years into living here, maybe three was the first time I had like more money than I needed. You mm -hmm. know, like even if it was $50 more, but, right. yeah. but to have the, some sort of security of like, okay, this is my job and maybe it can be my job for the next year. Because, you know, as a freelance person, you know how it is. Like yeah. we don't, there's no, there's no company funding a thing. It's just, right. you have to make yeah. it happen. So I think, um, I think after, after the Regina stuff, I had started to labels would start to ask me to shoot for stuff. Yeah. And, um, there was some budgets that were like proper budgets and I, I could like make a set or I could go to a location. And I think it honestly, it, it didn't take a super long time because I was so willing to do these shoots yeah. and I was so, I just said yes to everything Yeah. and I was so excited to be asked. And so I would say, you know, by, by the end of 2013, I probably was like, okay, this is my job. Yeah. This is, I've been here for That's three awesome. years. I can do this. That's and, so cool. And people will ask me to do these photos on some level at, at some point. Yeah. That's, That's so amazing. powerful. And yeah. when people were, I appreciate that you brought up the financial part of being a, an artist and like a freelancer, freelancer yeah. in, especially in New York, which is such a freaking mm -hmm. expensive city. When you... When stu when labels would reach out to you, would they say this is what we're paying you, or did they ask you what your rate is? So at the beginning, it was we have this amount of money and that's it because they knew that you know it's there's a power dynamic. Yeah, there, right? yeah, they yeah know that's that what I'm getting that at. The power yeah. Dynamic. yeah, and and I don't you know I don't necessarily blame that. It's like or it's not a bad thing I guess, no. but there is an inherent like 
okay, this guy's young. He's going to do this. So let's just come in low. Totally. And, and, you know, but at that time, you know, for for me at that time, even a low budget thing was way better than uh, someone just self paying out of their pocket, you know? So I think... I think yeah, the the they would come to me with a number, and I, I did not have the wherewithal to like negotiate mm-hmm. a thing. I just didn't. I'm still terrible at that. I still don't really understand that aspect of it. But yeah, there's um, but that was a good year. I would say there's a good year of just people being like, "This is what we have," knowing I would say yes, and I did every time. Yeah, and then I think probably a year after that, probably 2014 is when, um, people would ask me like, "Okay, what do you charge for photos?" Which is a thing that. It's such a wild it's, question. It's hard to put a price on <laughs> yeah. your work. So weird. Because it's work. like, okay, this is something I love to do. This is something oh, yeah. I would do for a banana. But, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. like, but I know I have to value myself. Yes, and I have to claim it's really some important. Sort of worth. Yeah. Because you're, you know, everything's a projection, right? You're, you're putting out a, yeah. I am worth this. Yes. I'm, worth, right. I'm yes. valuable. The stories you tell totally. yourself. And totally. And I think that a lot of freelance people tell themselves the story I'm just happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Oh, just yeah. give me whatever. Yes. And I think at some point you have to have a little bit of like bravado and be like, no, like, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not going to do it I'm for it. unless it's this, you yeah. know? And I think you yeah. sort of test the waters of like who will let you get away with that. Yeah. And you get shut down sometimes, right? Sometimes yeah. people are like, nope, sorry. We all sorry. have been there. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is, it is a, it was a good feeling, I think, to sort of ask for what I thought I deserved. And then yeah. one out of every five people would be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird when you get the first one to say, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I'm sure we all have been there. Um, I, many of things that I do, I don't know if Corey has mentioned this, but I do personal chef work. Yeah. And one of the first times I started with charging people people per meal. Mm -hmm. And then when I switched over to hourly, the first time I increased my rate was when someone was reaching out to me to be a new client. Yeah. And I was kind of like, I don't really want to take on another client, but this is a great opportunity for me to like test the waters to see totally. if they'll take it. And if they'll take it, then great, I'll yeah. take them. Yeah. And when I said my price and they were like, yeah, sure, no problem. I was like, oh my God. You're like, I'm a star. <laughs> I, mom, I'm rich. <laughs> mom, I made funny. it. Yeah. I've and made what's, it. Dude, what's, what's also kind of crazy is, I mean, and I'm sure that, Shervin, you can relate to this, is like, you have this, you have this, okay, someone needs this project done. And you have this internal dialogue when when they do ask you, what do you charge? You're like, okay. So there's this gambling game between like, what do I think their budget is? Uh Mm -hmm. What will they say yes to? What would be a ridiculous amount to where they're like, fuck you, you're insane, and I'm never going to talk to you again. <laughs> so there's all this like, ah, like this yeah. balance. And, and in I hate- many cases, it's like uh, the huge thing doesn't pay a lot. It's because it's like the, the second power dynamic on top of that is not only, let's just say they really want you, but their client is a very in-demand client. So they know that they can get someone prominent to do it for cheap because yeah. it's great for everyone's portfolio, even yeah. if you're accomplished, right? Yeah. So then yeah. there's a layer on top of it that's like, I mean, I've certainly been in situations where after I started to to do well, people would be like, okay, well, I'm from a magazine and we want you to shoot this big artist, but it's like you have to pay for it. <laughs> you know, and then, <laughs> and then sort of like being like, okay, well, this is a great opportunity for yeah. me. But wow, really? Like yeah. this person doesn't, they haven't budget. Yeah. So I think there's just levels of it. And that probably never ends, you know, unless you're Annie Leibowitz or something. But it's, um, <laughs> you know, it's, I think that whole 
dialogue never stops i think it just yeah. depends on what side of it you happen to be on that month yeah. you know yeah and i've been on both ends both as hiring people and as yeah. you know uh, uh a person that gets hired myself it's like it's a constant struggle of what am i worth what do i what do i yeah. we've had we have very similar stories by yeah. the way um just came i came to new york i didn't know what i wanted to do when i moved here i had done film i had done music i was like kind of a bummed out because my band wasn't doing anything and like I lost kind of this creative outlet of music and I had fallen in love with cameras and then I met my business partner and like mm. we were off to the races but it's interesting when you get to the point of competency and understanding of your craft and you are able to do it full time and kind of dive in and, and give all of your attention the level of work the the uh the graph if you will gets drastically higher yeah and I think also the standards that you hold yourself to get a little bit higher. Have you experienced that for yourself? Yeah. Do you kind of like, have you, after you've kind of reached this certain level of comfortability with your job, have you, how do you push the limits of your craft in a way that's healthy? And do you do that at all? Yeah, I think, um, I think the, the cool thing about my particular line of, of work is that every musician comes with a, a different aesthetic and a different sort of like what they need to, to the photo to say so sometimes it's a pop band that that is like we want very bright shiny yellow like like hello goodbye like hello goodbye is a great example <laughs> i played a show with hello goodbye really i did great band i'm assuming you shot hello yeah, goodbye yeah, yeah. yeah sorry he shot yeah uh 2007 no oh, so i played a show with fun nine that's awesome fun opened so i opened for hello goodbye or i opened for fun who played who opened for hello, hello goodbye. goodbye that's awesome which is ironic because fun then exploded that's a couple so years good. later yeah, that's why and then broke up and then yeah. broke up. I know what they exploded the and then they were like, nah, we're good. Yeah, they had like the biggest song that year and then they were yes, like, Yes, but yeah. what's his face? I Nate. think it was just, well, no. Um, oh, Jack. Jack was getting into producing right. and then. And then he was killing it on that. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, I think uh, every project is a different thing. So the challenge each time and the thing that I think, the thing that pushes me is the, um, the demands on that particular project so if, if a band is is like a moody dark band that wants shadowy black and white stuff that's a very different vibe than than a band that wants bright colorful you know or someone that wants to like be in a field so i think it forces me to get to get better because every single thing has to look different than the other thing right no band wants like exactly what another band has yeah and i think um and everything has to fit its thing so i'm i can't uh phone it in because then like their cover won't look like their how their music sounds. Yeah. You know? So it keeps me, it sort of keeps my feet to the fire a little bit. I think that's that's healthy. That's a healthy. Yeah. Stressful but healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it is. No, it is stressful, but it's like, yeah, that's keeping you uh, on your toes yeah. creatively. And I think. Well, the other thing I don't, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but like sometimes you'll do something, and then someone will come in and say, "I want this mm -hmm. same thing, but for me." And you're yeah. like, "Well." The reason that this person's looked this way was because that was their idea, yeah. their attitude, their charisma, their work, yeah. and their thing. And like you can't just bottle replicate, that up and give right. it to someone You can't else. replicate charisma, right? So true. So like, or or art or aesthetic. I think um, if I were to look at um, maybe not uh, 
someone you have worked, I don't know if you have you worked with Coldplay before. Oh, I wish. No. Right. So <laughs> it's coming. I'm sure yeah, yeah. for you. <laughs> but like, I just like the every album is different. Every, every, every like down to the outfits they wear to the Grammys. Mm -hmm. Like every single minutia is planned out visually. Yeah. So every album is a visual album. It's a musical record. It's like all these different things. And it's like, oh, I want that. But it's like, you're not yeah. that though. Yeah. So yeah. have you have you ever had to deal with like... Yeah, I think, um, I think sometimes uh, musicians who don't have a sort of set aesthetic or a set vibe are searching for like, what's my thing? Like, do I paint my face? Do I like wear... <laughs> weird robes like you know they have to like have a thing right so yeah. um i remember uh, like three or four years ago i shot this band called saint lucia they're like oh a, i know saint lucia yeah. yeah they're a great band and they had a very um sp like they wore these like colorful blazers and they wore like lots of animal print and they, they had a very specific vibe and I remember, like, for six months after that shoot, I would get these, like, Brooklyn bands would hit me up, like, oh, yeah. all right, we want, like, neon animal print blazers. But, like, and, like, it kept happening where people would send me a St. <laughs> Lucia photo. And they just were drawn to the color and the thing. Yeah. And, and I, I had to tell a couple bands, like, yo, that's, St. Lucia has a very uh, specific aesthetic you guys are a folk band. You're going to look so silly in neon green yeah. blazers. <laughs> but they just, but, you know, not everyone is a visual thinker, so they just yeah. attach to a vibe. And they're like, oh, that seems cool. Yeah. I want to be cool. You know, yeah. I think, and I like think there's... Check out what Mumford & Sons is yeah. doing. Like, Where's maybe, suspenders? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot of bands Where's feel, uh, a lot of musicians feel a pressure to sort of, like, have a thing, you know? I remember yeah. after Lord came out, a lot of people were, like, hitting me up about, like, I want to like wear all black and like have long black hair. You know, and you've worked with Lord. I one time, but the person that established her aesthetic is like this amazing New Zealand photographer that like just did all like what we know of Lord, like just black, yeah. black yeah. lipstick, whatever. And I just all these girls would like be like, I want to do that. <laughs> I want to like wear a cape, dude. I mean, it's so funny that the the copycat thing is is yeah. so real, and it, yeah, it may be that you know people don't know what they like until they see it. Which I feel like is also yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to carve out something that's specifically you. You know, yeah, I, yeah. especially for it takes a lot of time and mm -hmm. thought and energy. And sometimes, as young artists, you don't really have that. And you think like, I need, I need that. It goes back to kind of like what all of our Wednesday wisdom was. Like, yeah. I need to be that to get to me to there. Mm -hmm. So let me just try and like carbon copy myself yeah. so that I can get there. Yeah, I remember for a long time, a lot of people would, would go back to shooting on film only. Like a lot of photographers would shoot mm. on film. Oh, wow. And then so, it be, you know, in the music world at least, and it became a, a trendy thing to like shoot on like Polaroids or just shoot on like Kodak film or just film. Yeah. And I remember a lot of, um, a lot of people asking me like, oh, so like you're gonna shoot on film now, right? And just my whole body would be like, no, <laughs> I didn't like start on film. Yeah, like I didn't. I'm not that. I, I'm not good at that. That's not yeah. my. Uh, that's not my wheelhouse. Yeah. And for me to sort of start doing that would be so disingenuous. Like, yeah. For you know, just to sort of feel like I'm fitting into the aesthetic of everything. Yeah. And so a couple times that stuff has happened where people. I've been tempted to just sort of like ride a trend, but it never works well. It's never good. And I always am just like, why did I, yeah. why did I succumb to that, you know? So I'm curious when artists come to you and say, 
I'll, I'll, I'll use Billie Eilish as an example because she has a, such a yeah. specific look. Yeah. So Billie Eilish contact not her directly, but yeah. <laughs> someone on her team contacts yeah. her and says, we'd like you to shoot Billie Eilish. Then is there like a creative person that then works with you and says like, this is the set or like, do you shoot in your office mainly or do you go yeah. to them? Usually, or it well, depends. I think it works one of two ways. If someone is hiring you for like their album campaign, mm -hmm. then there's oftentimes an art director, or creative director that like comes yeah. in. Like Lizzo has a full-time this woman, Quinn, that's a full-time art director, that all she does is just go everywhere Lizzo goes and make sure that everything aesthetically lines up. That's awesome. Um, I, for the for Billy, I was taking a photo of her for um, her merch line. Like okay. she has a line of merch that is- With her face on it? It has like a weird, like symbols on it that like, okay. like sometimes it's a B, whatever. It's like version of it. So it was a hoodie that like has a outline of her on it. And so it was a pretty straightforward, like you just need to take a cool photo of her in this hoodie so we can put this picture on like Got the merch it. website. So it wasn't that involved, I, okay. you know, but I think if if I was to do her like album thing, there would be a whole team. You know, yeah. I think these, we're, we're in a time now where people are brands, right? Oh, so yeah. Billy is a great example of like, Billie Eilish is a brand that almost supersedes the music that she yeah. makes, right? My mom knows what Billie Eilish looks like. Yeah. But, right. but very well, but probably only knows one of her songs, yeah. if that. So yeah. it's like, and labels have to protect that brand. So um, if so, like if someone shoots Billie Eilish in a sundress in a field, <laughs> it's it, it, it could I like can't even imagine, both I can't even that. imagine it. It's, but that's a it's great example. So, yeah. It's so grossly off brand for yeah. her that um, there are people hired to make sure that that never happens, and that no <laughs> photographer asks her, or, or even if she, to wear something revealing or tight or off the shoulder, yeah. it, like someone is there to be like, no, 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 no don't. That's wow. not you. you know? So yeah. I think like usually I'm aware of some kind of established aesthetic, yeah. and then I have to either work within that, or there's someone that reaches out to me on behalf of the artist and is like, this is their vibe. They only wear this. Oh, the nice. colors, The color palette is this. Yeah. You know, it, it ranges though, but yeah, most people there's some sort of parameter that you, you have to work And you prefer one or the other, like I like the I like the rules of someone being like I, I only she I want can't to, wear a sundress. yeah, or it's like <laughs> I want like charcoal gray, yeah, to off white, and like okay. that's it. That's yeah. like the world, and so I think it's a fun, it's a fun challenge, especially if you know it's going to be for uh, for their music. It it helps to translate the thing faster, right? The whole idea of music photography is you're scrolling on a blog and you see a photo of a singer and you're able to immediately tell the type of music or the vibe or what they're about just quicker, you know? Yeah. So how often are you listening to the artist before you shoot them? Do you do that at all? Yeah, I listen to every to every band I shoot before just to make sure it's, you know, if it's a folky band, it's a very different vibe than if it's a rock band. Sure. But, yeah. but um, and also I, I won't shoot a band now that I think is like bad. You know, like I think no, I, I made a rule for myself that yeah. I, I did that enough of just like sort of shooting any yeah. like Christian metal bands. Yeah. And I was like, I have to stop because <laughs> it's like, I'm just, I'm going to do a bad job, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's so, that's so, yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's, it's like we're choosing the people you work with is as you get to a more established point, yeah. I think is almost as important as the work itself oh, because yeah. like if it's not... If it's not a good fit, like it's it's hard to get into the project, I guess. You know, yeah, I'm sure for you. At as least well, right? for me, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, I there are 
there are times when it's harder to yeah. work with uh, some people, but I think for you the should most name part, some names. yeah, <laughs> you could do your jolly no, just no, really, no. really wanted to. No, no, no. I just sometimes it's easier than others, yeah. but like also, uh, I always try to, f- I try to find a learning point, uh, be it business wise yeah. or or aesthetically or whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, the idea is people. to find a point where that you you can collaborate, you can meet somewhere, right. right? Like, you can relate to somebody on something, and then and then you can make a make the thing from there, right? Yeah, that's, absolutely, that's the idea. absolutely. But yeah, um, when, can I yeah, ask a question? It. When you started working, or when you were explaining your relationship with Regina, it seems like, as you said, you're a very close relationship, yeah. and you're she's very comfortable with you, vice versa. Is there something that you do on set? I don't remember if we said this on or off record, but you shoot mainly female artists. Mm-hmm. Is I'm wondering if there's something that you do on set that to make female artists or females in general feel really comfortable with you. Because yeah. I think that's, especially nowadays, yeah. there's an interesting dynamic between male and female when you're doing something intimate like yeah. shooting a I think photo. What's, what I've, that's a great question. I think what I've found is that... Um, First of all, like I have to, my job really there is to take down any pretense or any nervous energy and by, by being disarming, right? I have to, I have to tell them my intention, right? So if I'm shooting somebody that we're both nervous, I have to um, get rid of that. Yeah. I have to be like, <laughs> I'm just as scared as you are. I'm yeah. a giant baby. I have no idea what's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not more wise than you. Like yeah. we're the same, right? Yeah. Like whatever you're afraid of, I'm afraid of it too. And I think a lot of um, female musicians have a, an inherent fear and pressure put on them oh, to yeah. like be sexy, to be like to have a thing, right? <sighs> like yeah. so, yeah. You have to have a thing. What's your thing? What's your yeah. angle? And I think um, I'm aware of that. And I think letting them know, like I'm aware of that. I'm gonna show you the photos as we take them. I'm gonna. I'm here to service your project. I think it helps um, create a dynamic that's like a trust thing because. Um, Taking photos photos of someone that doesn't trust you is very very difficult. Yeah, and you can it is almost impossible. I think there has to be a level of that person relaxing themselves and and giving up some control. So I think predominantly for the female musicians I shoot, it's a, it's a lot of being like I respect you. Like let's make a photo together. I'm not gonna try and make you like wear a bikini and and do cartwheels or anything. It's like I'm here to do the thing you want. I'm here to make it yeah. look like how you see it. And so I'm I have to remind them that I'm in service of that. It's it's bigger than the two of our fears. It's like we're trying to create a thing that's gonna live to serve the music. And I think that helps um get rid of any sort of weirdness between yeah. two people, you know. Yeah. know that's that that's question. a really yeah, no, beautiful way to say that that we are like we are here to work on this thing together it's a collaborative effort and also like it sounds like at least to me like you are saying to them like i'm here to make you look as good as you want to look in the right light not 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 physical light but just like in the right Mm -hmm. aesthetic and the right feeling and the right vibe like i am in service of that and i feel like anytime you come from a point of i want to service what you're going for is always at least in my experience, at disarming people who are being who are uncomfortable on camera, yeah, it's so you get a lot farther. Just being like, I want you to be the 
best possible version yeah. of yeah. this. Yeah, whenever someone comes in and is like, I'm so nervous, my always first thing is me too. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> me too. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to start. Can I steal that? Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. Do it because um, I think it, it just... I think people assume photographers are like how they are in movies where it's like, be a tiger, you know, whatever. <laughs> or like it's just some like British guy who's like very confident and who's yeah. like very fashionable and who's just yeah. yelling out commands. I think that's what people think. Yeah. And so I think it's good to be like, I'm like you. I'm a nerd. I'm afraid. Like, let's let's do it yeah. together, you yeah. know, because you have a very short period of time to do something pretty intimate with somebody. Yeah. Like, you know, we're talking two hours to sort of capture somebody yeah and then that's it you and know? do you feel i mean you said you feel nervous but when you have to give someone not a correction but kind of like direction direction i guess yeah to certain artists we're like oh my god I, do you ever feel nervous doing <laughs> a that? couple times i you know it's funny it's it's never with females though i think the, oh interesting i mean i hate to make generalizations but i, I think the the most closed off and afraid people I've shot are like a male singer in his mid thirties <laughs> who is like terrified of aging oh. and who just wants to look cool yeah. and wants to wear oh, leather and God. like be, be 25 again. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think what That's I've so found funny. about, about women or the female musicians I've shot is that they are much more self-aware than, yeah. than the guys are. They're much more um, in on the joke and in on the the absurdity of being photographed. Like they get how weird it is to just like wear a, a, a crazy dress in like a white room. Yeah. Like they understand that like yeah. all this weird stuff has to happen so that we can take a cool photo. Whereas yeah. I think a lot of men are like very self-conscious and we are, our egos are fragile just by nature. And I yeah. think it's, I've had a harder time with male artists than I have with female artists. Yeah. You know? Interesting. It, it's just how yeah. it's been for me. I mean, in the fashion world or in other aspects of photography, I'm sure it's different. But, yeah. um, you know, I'm dealing with people who are very emotional and, like, sensitive. And yeah. I think male musicians tend to be just more – their guard is up more. Yeah. You know? That is so profound. Yeah. Have you ever been asked to shoot anything other than musicians? I have, yeah, I and have, do you but do I, I have not done it. Mm, interesting. I am, I'm a stubborn, I'm a stubborn only child that will Love not that. do it. That's I, fine. I just uh, want there's it. nothing wrong and, and with I, that. Because I think I, I just won't be good at it. <clears throat> yeah. If someone asked me once to shoot a wedding, but it was like a cool like rock and roll wedding, and I just <laughs> remember thinking like, I'm gonna try and shoot it like it's band photo. So if it's your mom and your aunt and your sister that that need to yeah. pose together, it's like I'm, I don't, my mind. Yeah. composes photos like a band that's I, good that you know that about yeah yourself. like i don't i don't want to fool myself into thinking that i can take a picture of anything yeah because i can't i really really can't i don't like, think anybody can no yeah. but i think people think you can yeah yeah like what's Other the big people, deal yeah. you know just shoot it's this just, actor yeah you just point and click shoot this like plate of food it's like no i can't like i can't even shoot like products like yeah. I, I just don't know how yeah. you know, there's yeah. a whole different way to light that stuff and yeah yeah so i think it's good for me to like carve out a path and then be like this is the only thing i do yeah yeah and then try and be good at that thing i i first of all this has been one of the most like yeah very i have like intense I and profound so, i like have so done. many and I, things i want to keep talking about yeah i, I would love to <laughs> we're we're i for Are you the sake of no, 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 I not have, at all. I have like a couple okay. more questions. I just want to so be sorry. mindful of time and like, <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, you can always cut stuff out if it's yeah, like, yeah, no, but boring. I also, it's, no, I also, it's great. 
if you're into it, I'd love to have you on again because I yeah. do oh, feel do like you're giving a lot of like really great advice. And can I do that one in a different accent though? Yes. Cool. Uh, so the second, <laughs> second one, I think we should do like just yeah. French. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think mean, that's smart. Yeah, that's um, his disarming nature right there. I'm like experiencing <laughs> no, it firsthand. Uh, ask me. Yeah, ask, talk to me about anything. I'm not. I'm not um, no, so I'm we t started talking about it. I don't know if again if it was before we pressed record or not. Favorite person you've worked with. Maybe you well, can't say. If you don't, okay. Uh, that's Maybe you can't say. I don't mind. I don't like, mind. I'm, I don't mind. And then my other question is, who are who is someone that you really really want to work with that you haven't yet? Yeah. And like like dream client or someone that you've like, oh, I really enjoyed working. I'm with gonna them. tell you my favorite person to photograph, and it's not my favorite person. person. <laughs> it's just my favorite person to photograph, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, there's an artist called St. Vincent. She's a guitar playing, um, I know St. Vincent. Virtuoso, yeah. sort of like, um, sort of this, she's like a character almost. She's a very, um, sort of robotic. Is she the one that kind of like, wait, you said she plays violin? Guitar. Guitar. Yeah. Why did I hear violin in my head? <laughs> That's okay. I was thinking of someone else. Okay, continue. She's like, uh, <laughs> she's like, uh, the thing is, is she's, she's very special in that she, comes fully formed in terms of her look mm -hmm. and the way she stands and the way if you look at any photo of her it's the same thing she has a very specific um look the way that her photos are edited are all the same no matter who shoots mm -hmm. them and i think shooting her has been really cool because i have to do very little work i don't have to make her look cool yeah. she sort of arrives in her saint vincentness and um then my job just becomes to capture a thing that's already happening. And I think that is, um, that's more fun for me now than like trying to make someone interesting. Yeah. You know, I think yeah, a lot of times a photo, you're trying to make someone interesting, more yeah. interesting than they are. And she was, she's one of the, the few that she is so interesting. I just have to take a picture. It, it's, it's like what like I would have. It's like what I would imagine shooting Bjork is like, where yeah. Bjork comes fully formed, right? right. She yeah. is Bjork on every level. She's just yeah. that thing. You just have to take a picture of it. Yeah. yeah. And I think like that's um, for for uh, our generation. I think Saint Vincent is that sort of. Um, it's the same with like Grimes or like. I fucking love Grimes. Grimes is great, dude. right? But it's that same thing of like yeah. these people that are just like already done. Like yeah. Yeah. it's like there's no um, there's no hesitant. Uh, thing in them. It's just like this is yeah. what I wear. I stand like this. Shoot me from that side. It should be like this, you know. And I think yeah. that's always well, really. Dude, can I can I tell you a, a really funny Saint Vincent like experience I had? Yeah. So I used to work at this restaurant, and like the 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 owner of the restaurant's wife or someone like just happened to know her, and I was bartending at the time, and she came in, and I sat down, and like had drinks with this yeah. person and i was like this is the most like weirdest interesting minute i've had like sitting down with uh -huh. someone having a drink and it was just like who is this person and then they were like oh that's that's saint vincent yeah. and i was like this is so fucking weird what and then i like that's how i discovered them yeah. was by i was actually in the room with them and i was like this is so weird cool but um yeah the, like that was the vibe when i looked her up i was like oh she's kind of similar to York and yeah, yeah in, in, in like a, a in a way, definitely but you know, there's like a, a thing there. There's yeah. like yeah. a, and I think it's it's 
I don't think it's a put on. I think it's just like that's who they not, are. And I think Bjork is very similar in that, like, he's it, just someone who has figured out like even how they stand, how they. There's something really comforting about as a photographer. There's something really comforting about someone who's just like in their own body completely. Yeah, yeah. and it it takes the pressure off of me because I just have to document the You're thing. Just, yeah, you know, it's so easy. I mean, That's and, cool. and I think that that. And I think women in particular, like Bjork and St. Vincent, have a, an ability to be sort of um, to have like agency over themselves in a way that sort of like when they decide to like my thing is wearing these coats, they, they sort of commit to it on a level that's so um, pure and like mm. just direct. Yeah. Whereas I, I, I just think that a lot of artists um, don't always get to that place. And I think the ones that do, I love photographing them yeah. the most. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And then any artists that you would just die to work for? I mean... With? With, sorry. Oh, for kind of, too. Well, right? sure. That, too. <laughs> um, you know what's funny is that sometimes people ask me that, and I think I always... My my head never goes to, like, Ariana Grande or something. Like, <laughs> or my head always goes to, like, people that have died. Like, I would... Like, to shoot Bowie would be, like... Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Talk about somebody who's, like, fully formed, you know? It's, yeah. like, that kind of stuff. And I'm sure there but are... But there's value in that answer as well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think... Living or dead. Yeah, anyone? I think, like, Bowie would be amazing. I love Arcade Fire. I'd love to shoot them. I love... Um, I love... Oh, my God. The Killers. I want to shoot The Killers. Oh, yeah. Brandon Flowers. Yeah, yeah like, people that, yeah. people that have a, a thing that's just unmistakably them. It's just yeah. an undeniable... Uh, version of themselves that they are presenting. I think yeah. that's yeah. that's cool. That's like my f that's my favorite thing. That's what fulfills me the most. Like shooting someone, it's like knowing I got exactly them. You know, like knowing yeah. I got what they want. Capturing essence. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Do you ever fangirl over some? <laughs> yeah, I have, but it's it's always like. Um, not hugely famous people it's always like people that yeah. i just like i happened to when i was in high school love yeah. or something i got to shoot um the guitarist of radiohead johnny greenwood oh, wow. and I, the whole time i was like don't tell him that you've seen him like 10 times <laughs> don't say it and then i like at the end of the thing i was like yeah so like <laughs> 2002 bull run virginia like the, I was there. the field like it rained and I, he looked at me like He's, I think he actually said, do you have any idea how many shows we've played? <laughs> and I was like, right, but this was like Virginia Bull Run Park, it 2002, rained. pouring rain. And he was just like, I mean, this is a guy who plays in like Australia and Japan. Yeah. And I, and it was funny because I was just like really hoping he would like, oh yeah, dude. And just nothing. I and mean, he was funny. nice, but it was like no recognition. No, yeah. As, yeah, it's also Radiohead. I'll do I'll do one funny story about about remembering old shows, and then we're, we we got to wrap it up. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, but, fine. Because um, if you're into it, we yeah. got to have you on again, um, dude. So Sarah Bareilles, very very long story, very short. My best friend in the world, who I was in a band with forever, has mm -hmm. a girlfriend. She was turning 21. Mm -hmm. They came out here. Uh, Chance, my my best friend Chance, surprised his now fiance yeah. Michelle. Mm -hmm with tickets to go see Waitress. Waitress. Cool. Because she's they, a huge Just Sarah gigantic Sarah Bernstein. Was it while Sarah was in Waitress? No. Uh, no. Just the show. Just yeah. the show. So while they were here, they got into a cab 
I mean, I think we had just had dinner with them or something. They get into a cab and they're like, hey, we're looking for good Italian food. And this cab driver says, hey, there's this Italian food place here. You should go. It's pretty good. Chance is like, let's meet. Uh, let's meet you guys. We're going to meet you guys here. I'm going to tell Michelle that I got her tickets to go see Sarah Bareilles. Yeah. We get to the restaurant and Sarah Bareilles walks in with Jack from Fun and sits legitimately right next to next us. Next table over. As we're having dinner. And I I and I also, had known Antonoff. Michelle had said like all I want to do all is All I want to do in New York is see. Sarah Dude, Bareilles. this is Just such a New York yeah. thing. Was the place near the theater? No, not, not at all. all. Oh. Not it was in all. the West Village. Yeah. So, dude, so we're sitting there, we're having this dinner, and like she tells us this whole story. Oh my God, all I want to do is meet Sarah Bareilles. Comes in and sits down, <laughs> literally right next <laughs> yeah. to us. And Jack Antonoff, who was in <clears throat> fun when I had played a show with them, and Chance was also in the band at the time. So I'm like, holy shit. So I go, like, it's a oddly enough, restaurant. it's a cash only restaurant. <laughs> and as I go to pay the bill, Jack gets up to go pay the bill. They're like, it's cash only. So him and I both run over to the ATM at the same time. And we're like talking and I was like, hey man, this is like a weird thing, but like 2000 and I don't know, whenever, <laughs> uh, you played a show in uh, Stockton, California. I opened for you. You know, uh, it's just so weird that you're sitting down next to us. He goes, that's the Stockton show, right? Hello, goodbye tour. And I was wow. like, whoa, yeah. dude. He's like, yeah, that's a weird fucking tour. Wow. <laughs> What the fuck? Like this is so crazy. <laughs> so we walk back across the street and uh Jack and I are like having a friendly conversation as we walk back across and uh Chance gets up, we pay the bill, my my best friend and his girlfriend who like desperately wants to meet Sarah Burles. And I'm like Did your friend see Sarah? Yo, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, they yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. at that point. And did they talk? Yeah, they definitely oh. did. So at, well, at like, the very end when because we were both paying was, at the same we were, time, they I were getting was just up. Like, you you have and, to go. And say we that. were like, Michelle, she, this like, is your chance. Oh, well, yes. like, dude, she's like, You're the reason I wanted to be Wow. They just, they have some connection. Uh, their like, teacher, their vocal she, coach. Because yeah, Michelle is a singer as well. Like her vocal coach was once Sarah Burrell's vocal it. coach or something. Yeah, cool. it was like this weird so connection. Nice... So they had this like little moment, and it was like wow. only in New York does someone come with the intention of like all I want to do is do this, and like it was and so. And she hap they happened to get a recommendation to go from to this one driver. restaurant from yeah, it's they just hadn't so gotten in that cab. Like, it's so amazing. You know what's like so awesome, and I, I love so much about like people loving musicians is like, like your friend that loves Sarah. It's like, I, there's nothing that makes me more like goosebumpy than when somebody has loved someone for a long time and then they get to go see them at a concert or something. Because the thing is, is like music ultimately means so much to it. Like when you love a musician, it's so deeply rooted in your body to yeah. like love them. If, if you love someone when you were a kid, like you'll love them forever. Right. Yeah, so totally. I think what's so awesome is like, Sarah is such a regular person mm -hmm. and I think I I think she and many musicians often forget how meaningful mm -hmm. they cuz yeah. it's just their job right like she's just making albums and then touring and then like going on vacation you know it's like yeah. it's her life right and yeah. I think what's so awesome is that to be reminded that what you do means so much to somebody yeah I think it means such an incredible amount to these artists because they get a ton of rejection they get have a ton of like stress or they're really emotionally mm -hmm. unbalanced or whatever and i think for someone to be like yo i've loved you for 10 years and i'm in new york only to see your show is is such a amazing exchange between two people because yeah. you're giving them energy dude it, yeah you know it's such a like i love 
fan people who are big fans of stuff it yeah. it like legit was the top of the top of whatever could have happened in New York. Like yeah. nothing yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, she'll remember that forever. Dude, yeah. it was insane. So Sarah's one of the nicest, most um, kindest to her. Sweet. Yeah, kindest to her crew and to and her I've team. I've heard that. I've heard She's that. just a genuinely. There's not one. Uh, there's her ego isn't um, at all a part of her life. Yeah. She's so uh, free of all of that stuff. She's yeah. just like a really, really nice person. And yeah. I'm so glad that your friend got to meet her. Dude, yeah. it was great. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, dude, uh, we're, yeah. we're at an hour, we're at like an hour and 10 minutes. So yeah. I, I do want to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, do you, do you still want to do? Yeah, always. Okay. All right. So amateur. Uh, yeah, I just want to ask. <laughs> Uh, stupid or embarrassing? I had a very embarrassing moment. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't think you were gonna bring that up. Yeah, go for it. What did you do? Oh, uh, well, he he was. We were standing in the subway talking to one another, and you yeah. know, in the subway, you often are very close to one another, especially when you're married to <laughs> yeah. someone. And um, you'll didn't maybe see the height difference between us, but he's a good like foot and a half taller than <laughs> yeah. me. And he he went we're to both s- very tall. He right. went to say something, and he kind of. Sp- he, he not kind of he did uh, he spittled a little bit a little spit came out but the bubble but went <laughs> it like lofted right, right onto my face. nose yeah uh, i just lofted straight. i hope someone saw that i really no. hope, I hope someone saw, saw it too that's what i, I was saw thinking it in too like, <laughs> what was your, did you immediately was, like wipe it i just smacked her right <laughs> in the fucking face let me get that for you i said bitch and then i got tackled by 10 people in the subway and then i went to jail <laughs> Sometimes you just have to get the spit off. Sometimes. Oh my uh, gosh, no. He wiped it off and immediately got very embarrassed, which I think is just, I mean, when you're together with someone going on for 13 years, 13 wow. years there's all it's kinds of happen. bodily functions it's you've just, experienced with each other. And so for him to on. feel so embarrassed for an accidental little piece of his I spit. I like, I'm embarrassed. Wow. <laughs> and then he gentleman. goes, oh, I'm going to hear about that on the podcast. No, I said, <laughs> well, that's not what I said. I said, remind me to say that oh, on the podcast. Oh, I don't remember that. You hussy. <laughs> <laughs> um... I did also something very stupid yesterday. Yeah. Um, we went to go see a movie, and I have blue light blocking glasses that I always forget to use. Yeah. And I've been trying to use them more. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go watch a movie for two hours. Yeah. I'm going to bring my blue light blocking glasses. And then as I was walking out the door, I'm like, you fucking idiot, Alex. It's not a screen. It's a projection. There is oh, no I didn't even think about it. Oh, thank you. I was you. with you on that. Oh, God. <laughs> thank you. I, I, didn't so, even, I feel so much better about it. It didn't my, occur to me. But yeah, I felt like I felt like an idiot. Like there's, I don't, there's not uh, any blue light to block when you're looking like at a projection. It would be like wearing like 3D glasses to a knot. 3D. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely something stupid. You should be I ashamed. I am. <laughs> I feel shame. Terrible. I feel shame. I feel shame. Only dummies do that. I know. Oh, there is a. Do I have to? My turn. Anything? Yes, your turn. Um, it could be recently oh, so or many, so many. You guys. I was shooting a, a really stuffy, fancy classical music, like a classical dun, violin dun, dun, player, dun, 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 dun. A very like formal uh, thing, and like publicist. Everyone was like there. It was everyone was like dressed nice. It was. I had like an hour with this guy. And so because of the fanciness of the shoot, I myself dressed nice, which is just a mistake. <laughs> I squatted down to Uh-oh. get to get a low angle. Mm-hmm. And my pants, they didn't just rip, like they <laughs> they it like they became chaps. And the worst <laughs> and the worst part actually was 
you know, oh. it it happened. It made made a very loud sound, and I and and I looked at the guy, hoping he would like provide some levity and smile. Just silence. Just oh. a steely stone cold gaze. And so I'm just like squatting with my pants open, and so no one laughs, no one makes any sound. It's just like oh, even seven oh people God. in a room, just that's quiet. Even because it would have been so much better if everyone was like, ah. was like, ah. and so I just like stood up like a shame, like a with a shame oh. look on my face, and I just was like, my pants black. Like, I had to say it. I had to like, because literally it was just imagine, imagine your pants split, and then someone just is looking at you like it didn't happen. Deadpan, yeah. Oh so I needed God. to acknowledge it, and I, I wanted to like feel seen, and I was like, my pants split, and he was so like, I'm gonna split. yeah, and the guy very seriously was just like, okay. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I like turn around and I didn't have extra pants. Oh my God. So I just did the, the last half hour of the shoot with just boxers out. I, I had to. To this what day, no one from that team mentioned it. So oh, they, they all shook my hand and left. And I thought <laughs> your pants. it was you the weirdest thing. It's oh just at gosh. least give me like a, oh, like, it's okay. That Dude, happens. Dude, how about like, oh, hey, yeah. man, let me, I'm going to go to the, wherever the closest Nothing. That's so fucking the classical crazy. world is is just. I've also of heard that, dude. Classical, stuffy, the classical man. musician. Oh my god! Yeah, so I think that stuffy. was I. It like I felt the weight of that for like a good three days of just like these people Aww. are gonna only remember me as that guy. Aww. That's that's who I am to these people. Aww. Well. I think my embarrassing thing wins, you guys. I yeah. definitely think it wins. I think some spit or some glasses. Yeah, did not. yeah that definitely wins. We gotta do better next Damn. time. Damn. Okay. Corey, is there anything that I need made a you... really embarrassing thing next I, time. I do have to say, that has made me laugh harder this week than anything else. That, yeah. that was oh, fucking good. hysterical. Yeah. So that wins my vote. Good. Yeah. That was good. Something you... that made me laugh, not in the moment, but reliving it and thinking about it after <laughs> really made me laugh. So... Corey and I just recently spent seven, eight days apart from one another. Mm -hmm. And the night before, oh God. Um, when I knew this was the last time that we'd be sharing a bed together. You made love. <laughs> Naturally. Yes. Passionate, beautiful. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just making sure. Just Absolutely. Making sure. Um, in the middle of the night, I could feel like the space between us and I heard him wrestling. And I like gra I like touched him, and I and I said, "Can you be the big spoon?" And then he goes, oh. like, "I gotta, I gotta." He goes, "Hold it together, Shepherd." Oh. <laughs> like I can just feel his eyes roll okay. in his to head. Be fair. I know, I know. And but then, but then, this is him being so sweet. He did not. But then he stuck his leg out and just and touched just touch his foot leg. on my leg. Wait, was he like in in the dead of sleep? No, I was. No, you, dude, no. I have, I have like, if if you took the best possible case of a shoulder, mm -hmm. both of mine are like at the bottom. Like my shoulders are completely fucked. Yeah. So I like, and I'm a side sleeper. So I wake up in the middle of the night. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't. Right feel my arm so you heard her request I, I heard it and i it was and the sigh was an actual like i really want to do this but i can't so i just went like that. which is just as romantic honestly she felt safe it was, so what she heard was me going oh fucking shit but it, what it was was I and then be did there. you just accept that as like you just yeah. got the leg like all right i, I guess i'm just did you say anything or were you just silently just accepting <laughs> no, the like, shitty leg no i didn't i didn't say anything knew, in the I moment I was like, because oh, i could tell his sigh and i was like thinking to myself like are you kidding me 
Wow. And then, yeah, then he touched my leg, and I was like, all right, I guess that's like, this is what I'll do. There was See a well-intentioned <laughs> middle of the night. I tried, I tried. <laughs> and so I brought it up to him the next day, and I just And then I was, explained what happened. I know. Yeah. It was so funny. I'm yeah. like, you, that was a very aggressive, like. 13 years, <laughs> I do like. <laughs> I do the honeymoon like is over. No, it's not. All I get is a foot. Absolutely <laughs> not. Just a touch. Just a gentle. Absolutely not. I mean, he tried. I mean, I, he what, did. What would have happened if you would actually turn? It would. You would have been in pain to turn. Well, dude, yeah. like I had. Here's what happened. So this is the, actually how it happened. I was already on that side spooning her. I went you to turn over. Me. You weren't touching me. She wakes. No, you woke up after yeah. I had already turned you over. Had just, that's I had just turned yeah. over and I woke her up and then she goes, "Will you be the big spoon?" And I was like. I was just on that <laughs> side. Also, sleeping that way is not sustainable for <laughs> no. all night. Also, no, she has a lot of hair, so it's just like it's, it's like. I, <laughs> is your bed big? Do you have like a big? Yeah, bed? we have a queen. It's a okay. Queen. Like I feel like it is unrealistic expectations to be spooned. Oh, and I wasn't for seven hours for the whole night. I wasn't asking no. for the whole night. You just, just meant for like a little, a little physical touch. touch. Okay, I just want to make sure a little physical touch. Because if you were asking yeah. for like, will you spoon me indefinitely now? <laughs> that seems like a, a big ask. Do you yeah. watch Friends? Yeah. Do you remember the, the oh, hug yeah, and yeah, roll? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's all hug I was really her. asking for. Roll for me. Yes. That's all I needed. Okay, I, I just wanted to make sure. Oh, Some people yeah. really require an all-night no, no, thing, no. and I just wanted to make no. sure. Yeah, yeah those roll. people got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of having to go. Yeah. Oh, okay, we're going? Yeah. Dude, right. we got to wrap it up. Okay, We got to wrap it up. What were you going to say? Four hours long. I was, was there anything that made you laugh? No. Oh, okay, no laughing at all. The John Mulaney special. I hear. It's like a musical thing. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. That made me laugh. I, I hear Jakey G makes a yes. Which Jakey G Corey's doppelganger. In the place yes. In the place to be. Watch that. It's the last time I laughed. Dope. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Shervin, thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> I, I do hope that this is the first of a couple more yeah. that we can do. Um, if people want to find you, or yes. what's the best place to, um, to do that? At? I guess Instagram. Sure. Shervin uh, F O T O S H E R V I N F O T O um, is where I post my photos. Um, or just type in Shervin to a Google. Yeah. There can't be that many. Google me, bitch. There is a couple. The guy that like, started Uber is named Shervin. Ah. So this fucker just... But if you were just... to type in probably Shervin photograph. Photo. Then I hope, I really hope I can. I have not accomplished much if I don't come up. If, you know, you will. Name is pretty specific. Uh, we will definitely do um, our due diligence and put all the links in the yeah. episode. Thank you so much for coming. My this pleasure. Super, Thank super Thanks fun. for having really me. Enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Awesome. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. I'm stealing conversation, it's about to go down I'm feeling your vibrations all the way across town I'm E.T., you can phone me, girl, you know me Only wanna hear a different tone I know somewhere quiet we can go